This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Coming up on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. Al Snow, terrific guest, and he takes us behind the scenes and whether or not his new documentary truly tells it like it is. All that and hot dogs coming up on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. XTNDAV.com. I sound like hell. Probably need to be brought I'm not to you by sick. Eluded. I'm not sick. Well, you're not, your mic's not on. I'm not hearing it. It is your on. Head, my headphones. It's going over. Oh. Well, if I can't hear you, there ain't nothing I can do. Jeff now Thomas, you can hear me. Jeff Thomas has the special ones. He has. You know what we can should you hear do? Me He's now? a pro. Jeff you know, is like the pro. I hear you now, bud. When it comes to the lozenges, the tea. Really? He has the throat coat. Dude, you wanted me to go. Dr- you wanted me to drink today. I'm like, what? When I would get sick, when I was single, living single life, and I had no other responsibility, so I could just lay in bed. Then the only thing that would get me excited is to get out of bed and have some beverages to see if it works. It was always like a win. Did it ever work? No, I don't think Seed, so. See, that's uh, not my Raymond juice. But it made you feel oh, better. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. But hold on. It made you feel better while you were drinking, and it took your mind off that that just uh, constant state of sickness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I've I'm ever not, done that. I'm not sick. It's just my throat. My Dumb. can't do it. My voice is out. Um, I, I, can I tell you how I know I'm getting old? How do you know you're getting old? I avoid specific foods because I know how they're going to make me feel. I won't eat ramen noodles anymore. You're done with it? The taste is amazing. I love it. But I feel the sodium. I feel like my heart's going to pound right through my chest when I'm done. I'm serious. Like, I've had it one time where I was so swole. I ate two, I, I ate a double batch of them, and I was so swole up. My ring, I couldn't get my ring off, and I, I felt my heart was going to pound through my chest. I go, I'm done. Do you, it's been a long time since you were single. Yeah. Do you remember, because my wife was appalled. She, she heard you on the phone, or I told her on Sunday what you were going to eat. Oh, thank you for bringing with, this up. With the kids. Yeah. And I want to know, when you were single, do you remember what the fridge was stocked with and the cupboard? Because Very I'm, little. I'm seeing what Owen has. I had a whole drawer of ramen noodles, you know, throughout my late 20s, early 30s, uh, always. And then I realized I liked them so much. We, and I got a little more into fitness. Yeah. 
because I'm like, oh, I'm getting older and I'm single. Trying to fitness, all these ramen noodles, <laughs> ramen noodles. and the different flavors. <laughs> The different flavors because oh, they had so, good. so many, and they had they're all good. The one more that was a little more Asian with the spices. Yeah, uh, they had all their different types. It was called a little more Asian. I had them all. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. I had them all, and then I remember I had tuna fish. Not Ugh. not good tuna. I'm oh, talking. I remember you telling me terrible this. Terrible cans this of tuna. Is gross. And I used to do the tuna melts because it was easy. Everything was about easy. So it was the tuna melts <clears throat> on any different types of bread. With the either cheddar cheese, whatever oh melted over top. Think of how gross that is, and the smell had to be terrible when I microwaved it. Okay, I had my panini sandwiches, and I call them panini. I just had a press that somebody bought me, and the I was sandwich put, maker machine, yeah. the little triangles. Yeah, exactly. You can get yeah. people to tune out. You, you can get one of those up. for like, and I had nine, ten bucks. Yeah. Like two, two or three different lunch meats at all times, mm-hmm. and the pepperoni or the salami I to, like go to go with, with it. The salami, yeah. And then pressed it down, and I, I would say it would transform the sandwich. And I would also throw a piece of lettuce on there, crunchy, okay. crunchy lettuce. Sometimes yeah, tomato. Textures, man. Yeah. And I, I thought it was great. You realize I don't eat any of that stuff anymore. I'm not allowed to have that stuff. It's not permitted. Yeah, I just you, you tell me about things you're not allowed to do in your life anymore, and I just wonder. How you let it get so, away from you? Yeah, like man, that. you gotta stand up for yourself a but little hold bit. On. Kenny, what did you have? We gotta have a stand your ground. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we had Liz planned. I remember. I remember where I was when she told me I was getting in the truck. I was driving home. This was two I, days ago. Yeah, and I says, "What are we having for dinner?" And she's like, "I was thinking hot dogs, mac and cheese." I'm going, eh, "Okay." And the whole day, I'm sitting there going, "All right, how am I gonna tell her I ain't eating this stuff?" I'm only eating hot dogs during the summertime, man. And I ain't eating it with mac and cheese. Ain't happening for me. (laughs) Ain't happening. And so Liz went. She's like, I'm going to go make a run with Lane, who's our neighbor. I'm going to go. Like, she's going to go to Target with her. And I go, while you're out, pick up Panda Express. Because I'm like, I ain't eating hot dogs. We have several nights where we make the kids that style of food, and then we get something. Yeah. Seven. Oh, yeah. No, that that's yeah. what I expected I mean, to do. I yes. still love all this stuff. I yeah, just, I ain't doing it. I just don't have it in the house. You, you said Sarah was appalled by the dinner. Yes. She can't fathom a world where that's dinner. Now, were these value basement hot dogs? Where are we? What I don't know. What they, whatever Liz well, buys. there's a huge difference. We have a hot dog night, but we buy these from Sam's here, the ones that they sell at the actual club, right? Mm-hmm. They are amazing. Okay. And, we buy, and I mean, these things Hint are of garlic or no? Uh, in there? Yeah, yeah, Those they're so all good. beefers. They oh they've got to be. Those are great. Ten inch long, eight 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 to ten inches long, and ah, oh, you're a size queen. Huh? Oh, okay. I am when it comes to these. But to he's the talking beefers. real hot dogs. I, yeah. When people think hot dogs, yeah, I'm not talking about barres. They think dollar dog. Cents, yeah. yeah, they the the certain. Well, we want. But I like the dollar dogs at the stadium. On that day, because it's dollar dog. And night. it's summertime. I'm not eating hot dogs in the fall or winter. Maybe in the spring, but probably not. It's got to be summer. And I just wasn't eating that. And the thing, the reason why that's made is because we had our three boys at the house and they, had, they didn't have school yesterday. Okay. So you had our three boys at the house and then you had our neighbor kid who was over too. So you have four boys in the house. Liz, Liz ain't making nothing that takes any sort of thought. It's hot dogs and it's mac and cheese, yeah, and that's they don't what they care ate. anyway. They are on holiday. Yeah, and my drunk so ass they're... came upstairs after a big Browns oh. win, 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to have some Panda Express. And that's the way that went down. <laughs> that's exactly how, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, well, I said I was going to taper down here. I had a couple of beers during the game, and then they missed that field goal. And I go, well, party on. Here we go. Turn me on, turn me up, and turn me loose. Here we go. Oh, I felt so too. I got home, and Sarah, I think, was like, all right, fun time is over. No, it's not. Mm-mm. They just beat San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it sounded like it on our phone call. Because I called you on the way home. I talked to you drunk so many times, I don't even notice anymore, man. Okay. Yeah. I was having some fun. Yeah, it just happens. And I'm like, there's no way the party stops now. There's just simply no way. Every now and then I'll get five minutes into a call and I go, oh, you've been drinking. Like, and that that's always I always like a little Easter egg surprise when, Lime, when I'm like, oh, Lime was drinking. I do get okay. those. Every once in a while, when you you are not in, Ken, mm-hmm. I will get a five thirty call from Lima. You want to do this now after the meeting the we had? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, in the afternoon. No, in the afternoon, <gasps> you call Owen every once in a great while. Oh yeah. wow! When you're not here, oh, I need some order to the show. You provide the order. I do everything I can great. to drive a wedge between in the Lima, order. As we all uh, know, you provided the order today. After you laid the law down. Fourteen is out of order. Yeah, Lima <laughs> laid the law down though today. That was great. I was sitting there like having these conversations with these people, and Lima's like, "F this, I'm done." It was great. It was beautiful. I wish I, I. The only thing I could take back during that whole rant is I thought <sighs> this is tough to explain to people. So the video's out there. You got five minutes. And I, yeah, we got Al Snow coming on the on the podcast. I I grab the remote because it bothers me when we don't have our routine going on the televisions. We have yeah. our order of shows yes. depending on the time of the day. And there's a, there's actually a pretty specific reason why we do that, but it bothered me, and I was like, "All right, Lime is going to say this. Let me get it over to the channel I want it on, and then uh, I'm going to participate here." And then you got loud, and I went, "Oh boy, he is!" And I'm going, "This is this is surprising stuff." I'm looking was, over at Owen. I'm going, "Oh boy." That was a little ironic because I didn't see you turn the channel, and I looked up, and Grit was on the the channel Grit, which because- is nothing but. <laughs> Old Western that, and men being men and not taking anyone's crap anymore. Yeah. Oh, did that inspire you? Did grit inspire <laughs> oh, no. you? I don't know. I, I, it's because I was sitting there. Lima saw John Wayne and said, F this. Yeah. Here we go. I, I started calling people partner. I just noticed that I'm like, all right, this caller said this. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to respond with? And I didn't say anything. Then another caller called up and. They're like, hey, this is why Stefanski needs to go. And I'm like, all right, well, on the merits of what... And then I'm like, what are we doing? Is this every segment the rest well, the of the guy, year? The one caller called up and said the the play with P.J. Walker throwing was the reason why he's not the head coach anymore. And I remember you and I talking out on the street yesterday about people complaining about that, and that was the last straw for you. Yeah. you, you, you this was where you were making your stand, which I support. Because it was silly, and it is it will continue to be silly. And hey, if I if if they're not that great, and I go back to the October win over San Francisco, yeah. no. Me and Eric Mangini also, had two big wins. Okay, he still got canned. There, there's a difference between being prisoner of the moment, which we all can be, and as a fan, you have every right to be prisoner of the moment. That's supposed to there's supposed to be a reason we play games. We can't just go into NBA world where no games mean anything ever, and it's only big picture stuff. And you're not allowed to derive any joy 
out of the different games. The whole point is to have fun. You know, when the Guardians in the middle of July have a walk-off winner, mm-hmm. you don't come in and go, ah, it's one game. Like, well, then what's the point of any of this? And obviously, NFL is the king of every game is life or death. When in reality, you, sh- you probably should step back, recalibrate by Wednesday and say, all right, we've got a game coming this weekend. But on a Monday, what fun is that? And on a Tuesday after a win over the Niners, what fun is that? There should be some emotion in the NFL. And I know we, I I got a bad rap specifically over the years of going, ah, was it a great win versus was it a good win? You know, you beat a team you're supposed to. On the merits, just, just assume, yes, every win is great to have. We can also have a logical discussion about it. Sometimes Monday's not that day. Sometimes Monday just needs to be, hey, the city's feeling really good right now. And as opposed to all the Mondays where we feel awful, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy this. And when you beat the 49ers and you're not supposed to win, let's let it let's let it ease into Tuesday and maybe even Wednesday. And maybe yeah. even it's okay to let some of these ruminate a little bit longer. I want to talk about Ohio State, Penn State tomorrow. Uh I'm pumped about it. Okay. I'm really pumped. Yeah. Because it's a it's a game Who's where got the better quarterback? it's an even playing field game. Who's got the better quarterback? Oh, I think it's I think it's Penn State okay. right now. And I think McCord McCord is showing me more and more every week. But he's still so inexperienced. I think this is a great matchup. It's a fun challenge. I don't know what to make of the college football landscape right now. I really don't. I can't remember it being this open. I really can't. Yeah, it's not like Georgia with a bullet. Enjoying like it's the, been over the last couple of years. Kenny, enjoying the Pac-12 in their final year. I sat there and I told you at that well, restaurant on Saturday, I was glued to Washington, Oregon. When have you been able to say that? Normally the Pac-12 is eliminated three weeks yeah. into the season. My The last 12 years of my life. How much, though, like, do you think Washington gets a, wait a minute, no, 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 it was Oregon. Do you think, like, USC got pumped up a little bit, or the Pac-12 got pumped up a little bit, I should say, because of the Dion factor? Because, I mean, they just lost to Stanford, but I stayed up that whole game. More eyeballs? Yeah. Boy, that's interesting. But, like, no, more people are watching the Pac-12, oddly, oddly enough, in their final year. And it's their year. last year. I do <clears throat> think that plays into but, it. But, like, Oregon's a good football team, good offensive team, a good team all around. Washington's a good football team. USC, I think it's Caleb Williams kind of doing it by himself and everybody else. I, I mean, I thought for a second that offense could really get it going, but they have their problems. I think Arizona's a surprising team. I think that they can give people fits. I think Washington State can give people fits. Oregon State, how terrible is it I just thought to say Oregon State? They've been, they were an ass kicker last year. They're an ass kicker so far this year. Took me a while. That's a pretty good conference. It's, it's a better conference than we're giving it credit for. It's the best it's been in my lifetime, <clears throat> yeah. it feels like. It's a be- yeah. Um, that was always one of the fun aspects of being a college football fan is you had all day to watch games and you had these great West Coast games. And over the last how many years, those games in the Pac-12, I've had no interest in. They have not been major players. They've been kind of irrelevant. And it's kind of a shame that now they're breaking up this whole model and you're not going to have that distinction between well, now, the different conferences. What, Washington and uh, Washington and Oregon will be a nice Big Ten game soon. Yeah. Because that's what we think of when we think of Big Ten football. Washington and Oregon. That's what we always consider. Folks joining us on the hotline right now. We welcome in former WWE superstar. He's a legendary wrestler. I believe he runs Ohio Valley Wrestling. Is he is he officially the CEO? Well, I- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Al Snow joins us on the show. Al, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Sorry, my voice has gone straight to hell. Yes, you are the CEO of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Listen, I'm not going to complain about anybody's voice. Look into mine. (laughs) I sound like a didgeridoo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I sound like I'm talking through a box fan all the time. So. <laughs> Al Snow joining us on the show. Uh, you got you're, you're part of a new docu series that's out that is about Ohio Valley wrestling. Can you explain it to us? Yes, uh, it is a, a documentary, uh, not a reality show. It was uh, a documentary that. Uh, Mike, Greg Whiteley, uh, who directed Last Chance You and Cheer, he and the crew showed up at the end of last May and literally filmed 12 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week, till the end of August. I mean, covered, we opened up, uh, OVW opened up uh, professional lives, opened up our personal lives, um, and they just basically came in and filmed everything and anything for about three and a half months. So, Al, did you come up? The show is ne- is on Netflix. It's called Wrestlers. Did you come up through OVW or no? Uh, no, I actually uh, started wrestling in 1982. Yeah, that long ago. Oh, uh, you're th- sorry. You do not look that old. I apologize. <laughs> I really do. I swear oh, to God. I look. I look even younger in the dark. So, <laughs> but, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I originally, I, I uh, was born and raised in Lima, Ohio, and uh, um, and I uh, started wrestling when I was 18, and uh, I've been doing it for 41 years. So. Amazing. Uh, you were born and raised in Lima, Ohio. Lima and I, actually, my co-host is last name Lima, but the bigger fact is that we both got turned down for jobs in Lima, Ohio before. And you know that speaks to how bad I must have been coming out of college if I can't get hired <laughs> with my last name in that town. I should have been working in there Lima. for 50 years. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm right now, I think I'm the most famous person from Lima only because Hugh Downs and Phyllis Diller passed away. So I knew I'd outlast them at some point. (laughs) Victory. You do sound better than Phyllis Diller, I'll tell you that. Um, Uh, Al Al Stout joining us on the show. So so what made you want to buy OVW then? Because I I know like a lot of like, what is it? John Cena's been through there. 
I know Brock Lesnar's been yeah. Randy Orton. I think we have about 200, a little over, uh, a little more than 200 alumni that have went on to have major careers in uh, professional wrestling, sports entertainment. So, um, and, you know, I uh, have had a long history with OVW. I was sent there back in the early 2000s to uh, basically head up the developmental program for WWE. That was how my relationship started. And then, uh, Danny Davis, who was the founder uh, in 2018, wanted to retire and, and uh, entrusted me. Uh, I say he pulled a practical joke by convincing me to buy it, but uh, <laughs> but um, he, uh, you know, uh, myself and, and a couple partners, Joe Reeves and Chad Miller. Originally, we we bought the company and and uh, began the the process of rebuilding, and um, and then that led to acquiring. Additional partners, thanks to COVID, and uh, Craig Greenberg and uh, jo- uh, Matt Jones and uh, Jeff Tublin, and uh, and then literally a one in a million chance. Uh, Craig Greenberg and his wife were high school friends with an executive from BBC America who came into town for a wedding. They had a conversation. One thing led to another. Uh, she brought up the topic uh, to a executive producer in BBC America, who then pitched the idea to Greg Whiteley, uh, who was the director of Last Chance You and Cheer. He then got interested, came here, filmed a short little clip, pitched it to the executives of Netflix, and ta-da, here we are. So, you know, just crazy. What made you want to buy OVW, Al? What made you want to get involved? I, you know, I wanted to, uh, honestly, I just, I really, I've, I've always loved and what I've, I've always tell people I've been blessed to do what I've gotten to do for as long as I've gotten to do it. And I wanted to give back and I wanted to kind of raise the standards of sports entertainment and, and the training and the, um, in the direction of indoc, you know, bringing in new talent and creating a, a place for not just, the wrestlers themselves, but for the fans, you know, I want, wanted a place that if you had a family, it wasn't going to cost you, gosh, how much does it cost nowadays guys to go to an event, you know, especially like WWE, you know what I mean? Uh, Well, um, it's it's crazy. Okay. I got a weird, I got a weird theory about that. Al. like, um, I don't know if this is going to be popular with you. I mean, I, I remember watching you when I was a kid, so I shouldn't sure, assume yeah. you were as young as you are because I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I just never did the math together. But either way, like it's not just that. Like the, the, you see some of the ticket prices. Ticket prices are absurd. But also, I mean, I don't need to see some guy cutting his head with a pizza cutter with my kid. Like I, I, I'm just right. sorry, that yeah. I, I can't do it. And you're right. Yeah, you you and you you shouldn't have to. And and I agree 100. percent I. Uh, I don't agree, you know, I look, wrestling is an art form and it's open to interpretation and, you know, just like with movies, you have different genres of movies and things like that. But as far as wrestling, I think that 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 type of approach is detrimental to the overall, you know, business and, uh, and the look of it. So, you know, I try to produce a very family-oriented uh, show that, you know, is a little edgy for the adults, but yet you don't feel uncomfortable sitting there with your children watching the show. You can have a good time together. And, and 
I feel like it's, uh, I can produce a show that is on a national level that because I have a lower overhead, you don't have to pay a national price to bring your family and have a good time. So that was my hope. And that, that's still my endeavor and, and is an outlet for young talent and for older talent, more experienced that have been on the national stage to have a place to come and reinvent themselves and get another opportunity on a yeah, much I'm, larger platform. Yeah, Al, I'm so amazed that the, the world of, you know, professional wrestling, when I was young, they didn't let you behind the curtain. You didn't know how the sausage was made. It was, it was, you know, a professional act and a group of acts that they didn't want to give you any of the, the background. Then I remember you were a part of Tough Enough when I was yeah. younger watching that, and you're starting to see, oh, this is really how it is. This isn't fun. This isn't just all all glam, all glitz, all fun all yeah. the time. Like, this takes a lot of hard work. You know, just like yeah. when we see an NFL team go out on the field on Sundays, that's not what it is. Every day going to work is very different. It's going into meeting rooms and going into practice and, and a lot of injuries. And you have gone to great lengths to show what that life is like behind the scenes. Are you surprised after all that, that people still want to sign up for this, that this is still for so many people? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, but you know, it, uh, like I talk about on the documentary, I think, you know, if you, you know, uh, I think too many people these days, uh, without getting too deep into it, but, I think too many people today think of success in a destination. And I believe that success is that if you are able to do what you're passionate about doing and it gives you a purpose in life, then you're successful no matter what. And for a lot of us, including myself, you know, this has been an outlet or an avenue to be able to pursue that uh, with professional wrestling. And, you know, the one thing I think, uh, whether you're a fan of wrestling or not, I think that there are going to be so many different things that if you watch it, you'll be able to relate to. If you're a small business owner, you're going to be able to relate to the challenges and the difficulties uh, that you know we have to go through. Just keep the doors open and the lights on. Um, if you're, you know, if you've ever dreamed of going off and doing something, you know, being an astronaut, being a fireman, you know, being you know, anything you're going to watch these people struggling to do that, uh, and making sacrifices to try to accomplish their goals and live their dreams. And, um, I think you can, everybody will be able to relate to that in some manner or fashion. And I really can't thank Greg Whiteley and his crew enough because we did pull back the curtain. We all had to agree that we were going to be 100% open with our lives in every way, both professionally and personally. But, uh, you know, uh, Greg pulled it back enough where it gave, uh, what I'm hoping is if you're a fan, it gave you a much greater appreciation and respect for professional wrestling. If you're not a fan, I'm hoping it gave you an appreciation and respect for it and maybe an interest that might help bring you into it and become a fan and thus grow the audience. And I think uh, with Greg's talent, I think he masterfully did that. He pulled it back enough, but not so far that it killed all of the magic for, for an audience. So I imagine you're getting so much feedback to have this kind of widespread 
uh, release that so many people have access to it. What has been the most surprising reaction that you've gotten from fans? And have you gotten any controversial reaction stuff that you never thought in a million years would be controversial? And yet it's what people are saying. That uh, really the two biggest things that I've noticed is one, uh, because let's face it, we, you know, we live in a, you know, we all live in a social media world uh, and we know how negative that can be. And, but amazingly, and I'm not exaggerating. I, and I fully expect I was prepared because this is not the first time I've done this dance. I really expect a lot of blowback and, you know, some, you know, people taking shots and having negative comments, but it has been, I'd say at least 99.9% from what I've seen positive. There's not been much of a negative comment. The only thing that I've really seen as far as negativity is a couple of people have made remarks about believing that it was contrived and scripted and that the scenarios and the situations were all put together like a reality show. And trust me, um, and I watched it that myself because I never got to see any of it until it aired. Uh, and I'm watching one of my talent riding down the highway, texting, and also uh, smoking a joint. I was like, Jesus, I wish that had been faked. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, God, what is, what is she thinking? But, uh, you know, that's been, that's the only thing. And I've really just been amazed that there hasn't really been much negativity at all. It's all been 100% positive. So I, I, I couldn't be more happy uh, for that. Yeah, there are so many people that have wanted to do, you know, whether local shows here in, in Cleveland, Ohio, or willing to travel to get a tryout. Can you tell right away with some degree of accuracy after a couple of bumps, can you tell yeah, this guy doesn't have it, or this girl doesn't have it. Or are you pretty open-minded that you think anybody can get to a certain level? They can, yeah. I believe that anybody can do, honestly, and I don't just say this, I believe anybody can do anything they want to do, truly can, if they really want to do it. You know, the, the old saying that if you want to live a life that others don't live, you've got to be willing to do things that others don't do. Uh, couldn't be truer. Um, you know, the one key thing that I'd look for is if they're passionate about doing it, they're passionate about doing it, then they can be taught and they can, and if they're willing to put in the work, then they'll at some point be successful and will, uh, will win. But if if they're not willing to invest the time, money and effort in themselves, no matter how much time, money and effort you invest in them, it's not going to make a difference. Al Snow joining us on the show. Why now we've had Matt Jones on our station a few times. Why do people why do wrestlers seem to not like Matt Jones? Uh, I think because in the uh, and I think you guys will understand this, you know, in the world that Matt comes from, Matt's Matt's the talent, Matt's the product. You know, and and uh, you know, you can when you're the talent, when you're the product, and especially if you are the talent or the product that's selling that's successful, you can kind of behave a little bit, you know, the way you want to behave. And uh, when you come into another world and you're not the talent, you're not the product, um, you know, you've got to have a little bit of uh, humility. Uh, and, you know, Matt uh, is working on that <laughs> when it comes to the humility thing. Um, you know, and this is a very, has been and still is, 
to, uh, uh, a closed uh, business. And uh, you've got to, you know, it's always been maligned and always treated like the redheaded stepchild of entertainment in spite of the fact that it's literally been around for more than a century in American culture uh, and has consistently drawn thousands of people to thousands of live events over more of than a hundred years. And yet it's still like looked down on and treated like, Oh, it's carny. And Oh, that's kind of yard sale kind of entertainment. And, you know, you, you like that. You, Oh, you know, that's fake. And it's like, well, uh, thank you. Murder. She wrote how many, how long did it take to put the clues together? I mean, I didn't realize that, you know, I, you know, magic magicians are held in higher esteem than professional wrestlers. So uh, respect is a big, big thing for the wrestlers and, and appreciation. And especially if someone comes from the outside into their world, then, you know, you shouldn't come in thinking that, you know, you, you can just do what you want and act the way you want. And I think an important lesson that Matt's still learning is that the wrestlers uh, don't work for the talent themselves don't work for a wrestling company, the wrestling company and the talent work together, you know, and, and it's very much a cooperative effort. And um, that cooperative effort is built on respect and trust. And it takes a little while to learn and understand that. You know, in the world of performance entertainment, it sometimes takes, somebody who is an artist it takes a lot of time to hone an act or to come up with something that works stand-up comedians you know larry the cable guy wasn't always larry the cable guy yeah obviously stone cold wasn't always stone cold uh, right are you are you sometimes surprised that something catches or something doesn't catch you know in the world of wrestling the fans respond to it i mean it's certainly not a science right no it is not a science and it you know, I think, you know, because you mentioned like stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy and, and uh, you know, professional wrestling go, are very similar, um, you know, in that, you know, you are creating a moment that you share uniquely with that audience that's there watching and witnessing it. And it only exists in that night, in that moment. And in order to do that and achieve it, You've got to, you know, one, you've got to be 100% uh, honest and you've got to be 100% you so that an audience can believe in you. So they can believe in, if you're a stand-up comic, they can believe in anything you say. And if you're a professional wrestler, they can believe in anything you do. And uh, um, those those things are very common. I'm learning that because I've, over the last year or so, I've started doing stand-up comedy and um you know, I, I found that it is very much alike, very much, you know, where you've got to sense the audience and you've got to play off of the audience as much as the audience plays off you. And, um, you know, they have to be able to relate to who you are and believe in who you are. And that, that does take, that's the one key element to being an attraction, being a star. And it, it is the one key element that takes the longest to develop and to learn. This Von Erich documentary is going to be coming out. Is there a superstar in wrestling or maybe someone who didn't even reach the lengths of a superstar where you're like, man, if people only knew, if people only knew the background oh, yeah. and the backstory, because you guys have the best back stories ever. If you ever hear a wrestling podcast, I know Kenny listens to Jim Cornette relentlessly. 
Is there somebody out there that if there was a documentary, you'd be like, wow, that would be a story? Oh, there are lots. Yeah. Especially when, you know, when I first came into the wrestling business, the, the very first takeaway I had uh, was that uh, were two things. One, these were some of the, those people that I met were, all of them were probably some of the most in, highly intelligent, eccentric, and eclectic people I had ever met and creative. Uh, and two, I, especially back in the day, it's kind of changed now, which is probably better, but uh, most of those people were so uh, such high level athletes and uh, artists at the same time that you knew that if they weren't in a, a venue like professional wrestling, that they'd probably be in prison or somewhere. <laughs> you know, they just didn't fit into society. You know, and so yeah, there are lots of people that are within the business that you know have just absolutely fascinating. Backstories. There's a young man who who got hurt. Uh, I, you know, right as we were just about to start filming this documentary, uh, he's a professional wrestler and has like a degree in quantum physics. You know, uh, I had no idea until he told me <laughs> that you know he's he had a, has a master's degree in quantum physics and he's a professional wrestler. Al, we thank you very much for the time. The show is called Wrestlers. It's on Netflix now. Uh, people are loving it. Al, we'd love to talk to you again, hopefully, when another Absolutely. season comes out. Thank you so much. Oh, guys, thank you so much, too. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Thank you. Al Snow joining us. Again, the show is Wrestlers. It's about OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, based in Louisville, Kentucky. And Owen loves it. Owen absolutely I've loves it. I've watched it twice. Yeah, he thinks it's great. So I'm you, actually, uh, you, you did sell me out. Owen did a good job of selling me on this. I'm going to get to it because... I love kind of the underbelly of this stuff, and I'm seeing the remarks on social media about how the town is portrayed, how just the sport is portrayed, and so I'm really eager. It's get, it's kind of getting me into it even that much. Well, more. there's they focus on a on a you know a younger female character who you know she thinks she's the greatest thing ever in professional wrestling, and there were a couple things that happened in there that were. I was like, holy crap, where did they come up with this? They do it on the fly, and it ends up becoming a storyline that they run through the whole summer. He's tried, Al has tried to do this, and they say it pretty quickly in the documentary about um, they're on the level of only WWE and AEW are the only ones that do a live program across the country and OVW. And it's like, eh, you know, not the same level, guys, but... You see some of the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes. It's pretty cool. Uh, some of the storylines are pretty cool. And I thought it was interesting just from our background of, you know, we've had Matt Jones on the station several times, and he's actually uh, picked up in his career way more. But he comes in and tries to do, you know, how many meetings we've set through where people, consultants maybe even are like, hey, maybe you guys should do this. And Matt Jones comes in and tries to do that, and it's still a very much – it's not that it's a carny life, but it is kind Jeez. of that atmosphere. And they're like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> the guys that want to beat his ass is funny. It's very funny. It's great. I, I'm, I'm I definitely going to watch. I, I, will my wife want to watch it? Maybe. Okay. If you catch her on the right time. I've, yeah. I actually I tried to have my wife watch it. She was not interested. And then I just started watching it, and she mm -hmm. came in one day and came in the middle of a story and was like, oh, what's going on here? And I had to 
do the backtrack thing and all that, but she actually got yeah. a little interested. I did the same thing. I said I'm committed to watching one series and one series only. The problem is there's 20 seasons of it, but for whatever reason, Sarah does not like real sex. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 